If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Aid here. While Married at First Sight is on a break, we wanted you to have a bonus episode from our Patreon. In this episode, we talk about the Season 5 Chicago Decision Day. We hope this trip down memory lane is fun for you. For more of our bonus episodes, check out our Patreon, and we'll be back with new episodes in July. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call on Patreon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our bonus episode where we are going to recap season five, which was based in Chicago. We are recapping the decision day and the reunion. Um, Today's your lucky day, guys. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. Today really does feel like my lucky day, too. (laughs) Well, I'm sure people have heard us talk about this a lot, but remind the people your relationship with season five, Chicago. I watched half of it and then I stopped and it wasn't anything like, Oh, the people were terrible or, Oh, like I just didn't want to watch it. I just, I came to the conclusion, you know, a lot of people say that they're like rewatching a season of maths, like two years after it aired or something. And I don't know how people do it. Like I can't (laughs) do it. If I know what the outcome is going to be, I don't enjoy it as much. (laughs) I think the fun now is going to be just comparing what we had and what we have now, how things used to be. But let me ask, what was your thoughts on rewatching this? They've changed a little of the terminology, and it is so bizarre to me that the couples never meet each other. It's mm-hmm. just such a difference from how things are now. <laughs> It is such a difference. I still stand by the fact that I think they shouldn't meet each other. But the one thing watching this aid was we might complain about maps right now, but I'll take what we have now (laughs) because (laughs) it was kind of like a chore (laughs) to watch. Everything dragged. I can't believe on decision day we weren't going straight into the, we were watching things drag and then did you catch the unending background music 
and it was always ominous. It was like, and symbols. And I was like, wow, you know. But it was Um, funny because when I saw the decision day was an hour and a half, I was like, wow, you know, um, they must really drag out decision day because now we do five couples in two hours and they want to do three couples in an hour and a half. (laughs) And then I realized that they combine like three episodes into one hour and a half. They did. They did. Because the decision itself was like 10 minutes. <laughs> Come back. Honestly, makes more sense. I, 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 but then what they did with the hour and a half they were allotted, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so repetitive. It is. They also used to go to decision day together. Oh, oh I, I love that. Um, I have a question for you, Aid. So watching this made me think that, you know, I wouldn't be mad at an expert shakeup, but then if we had to lose one expert from who we have right now, who would it be for you? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> because she seems so checked out and over these people. <laughs> Correct. I don't actively dislike her in any way. If if yeah. if anything, the person who to me talks the most nonsense is Pastor Cal. Although sometimes he's tied with Dr. Viviana. Um, Viviana for me? (laughs) But at least they come in with enthusiasm, whereas I really feel like Dr. Pepper is like, you fools. And then every now and then she kind of checks in again and you're like, oh, that's Dr. Pepper. And then she checks back out. You're absolutely right. I couldn't decide, even though, again, I, I tell you guys all the time that every season that Dr. Pepper is here, I'm surprised. I keep waiting for an announcement that, She's leaving, but I guess this is her retirement plan. She's not going anywhere. But I couldn't decide. So then I just thought it would be good to just add one more expert. And have four experts? Yes, four experts. Maybe we'll have them more around. Like you can like I think they should go back to how it was where the spiritual only handled the spiritual, the sex therapist only handled the sex therapist, and then you know, the general or whatever. I think it would be good. And just for fun, let's make it a black woman. Let's see what the mix does. Ah. <laughs> Honestly, if they added a black female expert next season, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before we get into what happened on decision day in Chicago five years ago or however long it was, um, just a heads up for you, our wonderful patrons. We took your suggestions. We are definitely going to be doing episodes on Sister Wives and Love is Blind in February. So look out for those throughout the month of February. I'm very excited by Love is Blind coming back. But the other part of me is like, oh, they'll never strike like the magic twice. I am of the latter thought. I'm not excited because like you said, it was just the novelty of it never been done before. And I think the expectation is so high. And then we're like two years after. I just don't know if we won't. But surprise guys, I am excited about the Sister Wives. You know, I was, I was checked out. I wasn't about that life, but nothing gives me more joy than seeing people I hate in pain and things turned around, you know, and things are happening to Cody that are not quite nice. And I'm enjoying every single part of it. And I can't wait to break it down and say bad things about him. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be back after this three part, everyone's separate special thing. I don't think I'm really pleased about that, but I get it. They might not even be speaking in real life, so. (laughs) But yeah, I'm in, guys. I am in. Can't wait. 
So today I looked up the ratings because I was just like, what's going on with Sister Wives and ratings? I know they're going to get another season because I heard that they're filming, but they actually beat 90 Day Fiance on Sunday, which to me is shocking. Um, most of the time, 90 Day is like the number one reality show on cable, sometimes the number one show on cable on Sunday nights. There's a lot of competition for Sunday TV. It takes me till like Tuesday to watch everything from Sunday. So the fact that they managed to break through and break the juggernaut that is 90 Day Fiance, I'm like, Sister Wives, people are watching again. They almost got canceled a couple years ago. I think they had to take a pay cut, is what I've heard. So they're on an upward trajectory. They better thank Christine, because I don't think they would be on an upward trajectory if she hadn't said, peace, bitches. <laughs> but also 90 Day is kind of in a stalemate now. I think we had a conversation about this where it's like, what are they now, you know, going, they're actively going after people who are not quite okay. And now it's just like, you know, what are you doing, guys? Like, it's not exactly so fun. So it's so uneven. Like, there are some people who I'm just like, oh, I really want to know what happens with them. Then there are others that I'm like, you're really boring and I don't care. And then there are others that I'm like, you're just here to shame yourself, right? That would be Usman and Kimbali. Um, <laughs> Kimbali. <laughs> Why are we making fun of our countryman's accent? <laughs> I'm not making fun of him. I'm saying exactly how he says it. I like how he says it. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's the balance. And that goes for maps also. We've also always said it. We get it. You're still a reality show. You got to have your shit shows on there. But let there be balance. At the end of the day, remember why we started watching the show and get some people who actually like each other. So with 90 Day Fiance, it's just... How do I put it? Like where I get so uncomfortable is like you're reaching so much and we can tell because now this season we have what's the name of the guy who's with Jimena? That, there's the two. There's Gino and then Mike. Yes. So See, there's I can't Gino. Even <laughs> That's what you're saying. Exactly. There's Gino and then there's Mike who obviously you can tell like there's just, you know, something going on there. And then you have the other guy who's with the lady who's a little person. And then they, and it's kind of like the American Idol when they had, you know, they bring the obviously bad singers for entertainment. That's the equivalent of what this is because now we're just going all the way out. Like I'm watching Dave and Annie. And it's just so much fun to watch. Like, it's like, yeah, we get it. But there's a balance where they actually did like each other. Like, at the I, core of it all, we could tell. I am so enjoying this David and Annie bring the cousin and the brother to America story. Like, yeah. it's an interesting story. I enjoy hearing from the kids, like, their perspective. I can't wait for them to actually get to America to see how that goes. Like Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, the show has really gone far from what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. like Lauren people. and Alexi they were semi-normal I they were, yeah, they were like, show <laughs> no but I mean like when they were on 90 Day Fiance there wasn't like anything so outrageous there were two attractive people there wasn't this whole thing about them but it's like balance just have people who actually like each other there's something to be said about that that's why um, um god guys I just keep blanking the guys from Mexico were a hit. Armando and Kenny. Armando Everybody and Kenny. loves them. Exactly, because it's balanced. They like each other. They overcame adversity. It's okay, but when you start reaching, reaching, reaching to the very back shelf to find something and create something, it's... Mm, we're not that dumb. We watch reality shows, but we're still smart. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, okay, so you guys got your 90 day fiance bonus right here. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are going to get into our Mass Chicago bonus. Uh, so decision day. First off, my first observation is that it wasn't called decision day back then. Like it was called final decision day. And there's a lot about final decision and what are we going to do on final decision? So I, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> um, they show us some flashbacks. We see the legend. I call it the fight legendary because Tane actually included in her top five fights. <laughs> what? You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when she calls Nate a bitch. honestly it's not even the fact that she called him a bitch he was saying it as oh you hurt me when you did this in what world do you think it's okay to call me a bitch and she said because you were acting the double down for me just like because you were acting like a bitch (laughs) and the emphasis of it all and he was stunned like what (laughs) and they kept playing it over and over and over so Tane has mentioned to me once before that Anthony and Ashley had a lease together. And I was just wondering, like, how much are they going to mention it on this Decision Day episode? <laughs> um, because I'm like, how are you going to have us watch this thing, making us think that they might say no, when we know they have signed legal paperwork to be financially, <laughs> financially <laughs> intertwined? So I was waiting to see that. Um so we start with everybody has gone to their final couples retreat by themselves. Blew my mind. Um, <laughs> but the locations are real sketch. Cody and Danielle are in Milwaukee. I'm like, do people actually go to Milwaukee for vacation? <laughs> Listen, they took them to Poconos in season two and one. So that was their honeymoon. <laughs> Cold um, snow. Cody asked Danielle... Like, what are you going to say on decision day? And they're sitting down together and she says they're committed to working through things and she trusts them to make the right decision for both of us. And she says she doesn't know what she's going to say on decision day. And she says in an interview that they need romance and that's their biggest hurdle. And then she asks him how he feels. Cody says he's not where he'd want to be. He doesn't know what could happen. He doesn't think she's where she wants to be. And they do this thing. I'm telling you guys, they say divorce is an option, but the camera is not on his face. <laughs> when he says that. Mm-hmm. Um, we switch over to Nate and Sheila. I don't they didn't pick up with them, I think, on their retreat because they were too busy rehashing this fight from 10 days ago. Um, and they do timelines because so like 10 days ago we have the fight. Seven days ago. How many times do I have to apologize to you? And she said she doesn't want to be with someone like him. And I was like, oh, Lord. And then five days ago, they Sheila says they're moving forward. And God didn't bring us this far to leave now. And I was like, oh, Jesus, literally. Like you've mentioned the fights. The fact that you just mentioned that fight. And I keep thinking, I'm having flashbacks. They had a lot of fights. A lot of big, like, blowout fights. And there's a scene where she mentioned that this is the healthiest relationship that she has ever been in. And that was just sad because she spent most of the marriage crying a lot. And I could be reaching here, but it made me sad because now the show has shown that there is a pattern of Black women just enduring their unhappiness under the guise of God and I'm committed. And I'm talking Sheila, I'm talking Paige, I'm talking Shawnees. And, you know, it just reminded me of that. Like, how do you just say... 
I'm here for this. I'm committed. This is the healthiest relationship of all she did all throughout. And remember that Shawnee's, I mean, I understand that because Sheila has been through uh, an abusive relationship, I think, before before um, Nate. And also, he, he's younger. He was 25. Why? Was, uh, 26, 25. And it, I'm glad you mentioned 26, it because 20, it was, I just remember, at their honeymoon, while they were at their honeymoon, they had, like, this big fight where she was, like, crying and, like, I don't know if I want to be with someone like you. Mm-hmm. I, but you're right. She says it's the healthiest and happiest they've ever been. And that it's only little things. And from us looking on the outside, it's like, those don't look little. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. Sheila had her issues. <laughs> because there was a fight there where she got mad about him winning or he's too competitive, something like she just shared her walls up and understandably, but you know, in general, it was just not, it's not fun to watch. And I, and, and being fair, Cody was younger by, than Danielle by four years, but you know, anomaly, but yeah. Um, next we get to Ashley and Anthony. They're at a cabin somewhere. I didn't catch where. And Ashley says it was nice to go away. And Anthony is driving back. And he makes a joke about how he'll divorce her if her sister moves in. And I somewhat recalled that, like, living situations was their big, big fight all season. Um, Um, Yeah, she was too close to her sister and wanted to do it. She wanted to move to the same apartment building as her sister. She says that he likes to joke and usually doesn't bother her. And then she starts, you know... I don't want to blame her, but she's like, this is a silly conversation. She doesn't see it as funny. The scenarios are unlikely to happen, so why joke about them as if, no, I would not move my sister in, so why are you making a joke about me moving my sister in when living situation and where my sister lives and where we live is already an argument, so why are you bringing this up? Um, And I thought she was kind of right about that. Like, don't joke about serious things when you know you're serious. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, They talk about what could ruin this and Anthony says they have a different timeline for kids. It's very good to watch this show with like my Tane references like in my head because <laughs> Tane has always said that Ashley was baby crazy <laughs> and I actually thought that Anthony was very restrained in saying we have a different timeline for kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah you remember the person she dated before this she broke up with because they didn't want kids or they weren't on her timeline. So I don't think it mattered who was at the end of the altar, just as long as he had a functioning penis and could give her babies. That's how much she mentioned it during the season. (laughs) Ashley sits, see, so this is the friends and family episode that we usually have, but it's all here on decision day. So Ashley sits down and talks to her mom and talks about how they make decisions differently. Um, He needs, like, time to think, and she's just like, okay, decision done, let's go. And this is where they mentioned that they signed a lease. And I was like, why are you wasting our time? (laughs) (laughs) They've already made their decision. They don't need decision day. Hey, so did Clara and Ryan. Look how that ended up, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Her mom says that this will be a great story to tell their kids someday of how they met. And Ashley tells us that she knows what her final decision is, but she doesn't know what his is. 
Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, mentioning the whole kids thing, it's a different vibe when you're watching knowing how it all ends. Because knowing that they have two beautiful daughters right now, like the kids that she always wanted, knowing who's together, who's not, it's just, it's a little surreal. Like, this, these kids that were just a speckle in the eye at this point. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I will say, from my limited viewing, I disagree with you about Ashley would have taken anybody at the end of the aisle. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'm exaggerating. I just meant she wanted to be a mom so bad. Like, she just lucked out that whoever ended up happened to be Anthony, who's a decent guy. But, um, yeah, I can, I, 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 I can see where you're coming from. So, <laughs> Anthony has his friends and family phone call with his dad. His dad asks how they're getting along. And he says, yeah, we have arguments here and there. That they've toned down the kid conversation. I always like it when friends and family are real because his dad does ask how she handles his rough edges. Oh. And they talk about their different decision-making styles. I'm like, that's just so healthy. Mm-hmm. Both of you can identify who you are and how you like to do things. And not how it's incompatible, but how it's like a difference. Um. Yeah, that is one difference between then and now. I mean, I... I, I assume we're going to be doing a lot of that as during the course of it the caliber of men back then identified that there was differences and then yes can i deal with this difference and can we move past that the caliber of men right now oh man your decision style is now i don't want you nope it's not what i saw in the movies no it's not what i want to do it's just it's ridiculous like they saw their differences they mentioned that they were honest about it but it's like but where do we compliment each other like let's try um, yeah. And his dad asks if she's impatient and he like takes time to think about it. And she says that she has patience with me, but it runs out. And that is what <laughs> you mean by these high quality caliber men who know themselves. <laughs> Danielle sits down with her friend, Angie, and she says, it's not like a fairy tale, but it's not like it's supposed to be. It's a work in progress. It's gone by quickly. And she said there hasn't been a change from friendship to romance. And once again, when you know how it turns out, you're like, eh, and it ain't never going to be either. Um, <laughs> but I also think after eight weeks, you guys still aren't past the friend zone. This doesn't look good. I mean, it's three days before decision day and you're hoping to get to the physical part really quickly. Really, really quickly. That ship has sailed, Danielle. <laughs> and her friend tries to tell her Angie's like well you're not really feeling the spark and Angie said she's concerned that she's giving all this effort to make it work and maybe it won't work out and she's like you don't want to kiss or hold hands after eight weeks I mean and- do you blame her nothing about Cody inspires at least for me <laughs> like I just <laughs> God forgive me but I'm just like Did they pluck this guy at a college fair? Like, he just reeks of, I just graduated college energy. Like, I don't even think he's ready for life. Like, nothing. As much as he looks like that, I feel like he did give good effort. I I will say, I have a feeling, especially by the time we get to the end of the reunion, this cast was really good for this show. Yes. Oh, for this experiment but, is a better way to put it. I don't know about the show, but for the experiment, the six of yes. them are probably the best cast you're going to get. Yes. 
But you know how they say you can't out-train a dirty diet? You can't outdo no natural chemistry, no matter how <laughs> nice you are, no matter how great you are. If I look at you and I don't get panty flutters, like, there's just nothing you can do about it. Unless you're Jamie and Doug. So... <laughs> <laughs> Cody goes to talk to his friend, Zach. He tells him he hasn't had sex and his friend chokes on his drink. And I don't think he was being exaggerating or anything. I, I really think he was like, wait a second. <laughs> and the friend is like, but it would be helpful to experience that before you make a decision. And Cody says they've talked about it and things are a lot better than the last time they met at the golf course. So I guess they met at the golf course and he was like, his marriage has gone horribly. Um, and Cody says he hopes that they both say yes, but it's hard to get past the lack of sex. Something has to change or they won't work out. I don't think anyone talked about not having sex as much as Cody in all of Matt's history. I think they poked fun at him for that, but it was it was just a running running soundtrack the entire season. <laughs> but I also feel like the sex was not just the sex <laughs> it was like all of the physical contact yeah so dr pepper just to give more context when they first met there was all these chemistry like for real for real i can't because um it was a flashback that i just had i can't remember where it went south or what my deduction of it was but when they met she thought he was attractive and all that good stuff i can't remember if something particularly happened but dr pepper said danielle wanted a manly guy <laughs> and i'm like i don't think danielle ever came from that angle i think it was more like she did think he was attractive but she was there was just no physical or sexual attraction for her but she just wanted to try but Dr. Pepper is saying like she wanted a manly guy. I started thinking something happened. I don't think so. But I think Dr. Pepper is the one throwing shade at Cody just seeming boyish, I guess. <laughs> because honestly, that is the energy. You know how they have you know, big dick energy? Like Cody just gives like... 12-year-old big... energy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> big young and energy. So, um, yeah. We'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin? 
you feel a little bit down or off and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight, well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we're back. So next we have Sheila talking to her friend whose name I did not catch. Um, and you see Tyreek in the background when she's about to FaceTime her friend. Yeah, I have <laughs> that note too. <laughs> Tyreek is Nate's brother who, this is where I'm like, these experts must be joking. I don't think it's a good idea to match someone who basically has a dependent. Um, again, memory might be fuzzy. I don't think that was the case. Something happened that he had to come live with them. But Ooh. memory might be fuzzy. I don't think he was living with him. Before. He was. That was part oh. of the whole intro is that whoever he was matched with was going to have to deal with Tyreek. Got it. And, and you know, we find, we see later. They had a great time together. I don't think Tyreek was a problem in their relationship. Mm-mm. But that's why I mean by this is the best cast ever. I'm not going to lie. If it was me, that would be a problem. Like, I'm trying to get to know you and we have to, like, take care of your brother. <laughs> and this is not, like, normal dating. This is married at first sight. Yeah. So, so she sits down with her friend. Um, and they talk about D-Day. And she says that they've had drama and they've gotten to petty fights and said nasty things. And Sheila says that their biggest struggle is fighting fair. And her friend asks if she has doubts and she says the last argument because it was ugly and they said things. And Sheila says she's in a season of life where she won't be disrespected. That love alone is not enough. She says in a couple days they might be divorced. Her friend says, it's new, you're still learning each other. And the friend says, I'm five years in and I'm still learning to figure stuff out. But Sheila says, looking back, they're much stronger. They've been through stuff. And if they make it, can make it through these eight weeks, they're in good shape for regular life. Nate calls his dad. <laughs> he says he's calling, he says his dad hasn't been married, but he's got wisdom. <laughs> The process has done wonders. He would have never met someone like Sheila, and it's been amazing. I really thought about that statement, because I actually think, in maths, I don't think you should think I would have never met this person. Mm. Like, that says to me that you're in such different ages, eras of life, social circles. If anything, when you're matched on maths, I feel like your thought should be like, I wonder how I haven't met this person before. If you've been dating in the city that you live in. Um, I mean, yeah, but that could be said for, honestly, everyone who gets married to someone they'd never met before they didn't grow up with. Because it just happens. 
even for people who roll with the same circles, there are people I've dated that I'm just like, how have I never met you? Because we have mutual friends, we haven't, but we just never met. So I think the sentiment is more fate. I think they're trying to say it's fate, but not. I know what I'm trying to say, but I'm not being very clear <laughs> on what I'm trying to say. I prob I may be reading too much into what he said, but I think in my mind I took it to mean like she was five years older. She's much more successful than him. That's why he never would have met her in his life. Not because fate hadn't intervened, but because they're in such different parts of life. I mean, that's a possibility. It's a possibility. We're probably overthinking it, like you said. But um, I also think there's an other side of it where it's more like, wow, if not for this show... I don't know that I would have met this person because I am forced to actually be with you. It could be a situation where maybe you saw the person and you didn't give them a chance because you'd have come up with something. But with this, you have no choice but to actually sit and make it work in a way. Yeah. I cannot really hear his dad in this conversation. <laughs> the part that I did catch is his dad saying, that's why I never got married. So I'd never need to get divorced. And I was yeah. like, Nate, I don't think you should be talking to this person right now. Yeah, his dad was like a... Because I know his dad had like a moment during the wedding with Sheila's dad. And they were, it was like playful. They were playfully ribbing each other. But at some point, you're like, are they still joking or are we serious? We're not sure. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I vaguely recall that now. But I can't remember what they were talking about. Yeah. Something about taking care of my son. It was like, no, you take care of my daughter. Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Wow. The one thing I will say about Sheila and Nate, their sexual chemistry was very palpable. Like, every time they kiss, they don't know how to kiss like a peck. It's like all lips, all tongue. Everything just like... (laughs) (laughs) So next we go on to Danielle and Cody exchanging gifts. Danielle gives Cody a decanter and glasses, and the glasses say yours, mine, and the decanter says ours. Um, he got her a necklace. Nice gifts. And they flash back to their wedding day where apparently they also exchange gifts. So they they do a lot of flashing back. They got to go to St. Thomas for their honeymoon. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. You think about the old days. But question, when they were exchanging gifts, did you notice um, in the kitchen that there were these empty wine bottles, like loads of them in the background? I did not. There were so many empty wine bottles, and I'm like, why are we collecting these? Recycling day was delayed. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just a lot of repetition from what we heard before about how they haven't had sex. <laughs> they have a conversation with Dr. Pepper, where Dr. Pepper says that thing about she doesn't think he's manly. Cody says he feels like he has to pull back and Dr. Prepper tells him he has to work against that. I guess that was like a major issue in their relationship. So, yeah. Next is Ashley and Anthony. For some reason, I was like, wait, is this decision day? And then I know we were still, we're still in the lead up. So they have presents too. She got him their vows framed and like scrapbooked. It's very nice. Um, their retrospective, honestly, is just so much better than Danielle and Cody's. It's all about the kid timeline and the L word and who's going to say it first. And it was cute. 
we see Ashley and Anthony the night before decision day, and Anthony's like, I have lingering backs, lingering thoughts in the back of my mind. Um, and then finally, we get to everybody talking about how nervous they are for decision day, and then finally, it's decision day. Yay! Did you see? Well, what I thought was a gift, like in the flashback, was Sheila changing her last name. I probably blocked that out because I think it's so weird when people do it in the eight weeks. I just wanted to know how she got it done that quickly. <laughs> Maybe she had just started the process. It was her driver's license. Oh my goodness, never mind. It was her driver's license. And I was like, wow, that is a uh, huge. Did you change your name during COVID though? kind of after 20 it was just last year because <laughs> I'm just saying everything administrative seems to take 10 times longer now so I'm like maybe in the pre-COVID days you could change your name quickly I don't think so because a lot of people I know who didn't change their name they're like it just takes too long and it's just too stressful so I don't know I guess we're back at the same thing I don't know maybe. okay so they drag out decision day. Ashley and Anthony are first. Rachel, who's the expert who we really, I mean, she's been on a little bit, but she's not on anymore. So I think she didn't quite register to me. She asked them, what's the best part? Ashley says, getting to know each other, feeling an instant connection. Um, she asked Anthony what his biggest challenge is. And he says, she looks at things half empty. Ambassador Cal asks if they're compatible. Um, and I think they say they are. I actually don't even remember the answer to the question. Ashley says that her biggest goal is having kids. So that's the goal that she's working towards right now. <laughs> Rachel asks if they agree on a timeline. And Anthony's like, I'm not doing it this year. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of what I like about Anthony. Like, he's like a good-natured person. He'll laugh. He'll joke. But when he comes, when push comes to shove, he's putting his foot down. And that is the correct answer. I met you eight weeks ago. We are not having a baby this year. <laughs> um, Pastor Cal says Ash to Ashley, think long and hard and tell him your answer. And she looks at Anthony and she says, I want to stay married. And Pastor Cal repeats his instructions to Anthony. And Anthony says, I love you. And I want to stay married. And Rachel and Pastor Cal are losing it. They are so happy. <laughs> Pat on the back, pat on the back. But um, a difference here is like this, back then there was no fanfare. No one was getting eyeshadows and the creases, orange eyeshadow and getting all dressed up because Ashley barely even had any makeup on. I know she definitely had no lipstick on. <laughs> and then it was like, and they were all dressed like smartly is the best I could call it. Like in their Easter best, it wasn't even like anything fancy. Ball so. gowns or, is anybody wearing a ball gown? Not really, but you can tell, like, they dress up, dress up, like, think Karen or think um, Merla. Like I said, she, she got her face beat and everything. Like, even Michaela, everyone just gets all dressed up. But here, it's just like, okay, oh, we're going to brunch. Okay. I'll just... <laughs> I can't tell which one I prefer. Like, come as a normal person or come all dressed up. I guess it depends on what the person's wearing and whether or not I like it. <laughs> Oh, the answer is always dressed up for me. I just okay. like my eyes to, to feast on nice, nice. Okay. Next up is Cody and Danielle. 
Dr. Pepper once again mentions that sexual and romantic relationship is is necessary and like they don't got it. <laughs> um Cody says they're not going physically and Danielle says it's a problem for her too. She doesn't have falling in love feelings. She didn't expect to in eight weeks, but she has strong feelings and cares about him. I was like, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) Once again, ladies first. So we get some drama music. She gets the question and she says she's thought about it and they aren't in a perfect place, but she would like to, she'd like to stay married. Cody looks so happy and he says he wants to stay married too. And then they hug and I feel it's awkward. I remember being so surprised that they stayed together. Like, it was like, (laughs) what are you guys fighting for? Like, I don't even understand what it is, but yeah. So next up is Sheila and Nate. Sheila says she's learned about herself, that her words have repercussion. She says they've had a lot of trauma. Nate once again says that boundaries were crossed. Um... Sheila, ladies first. So Sheila says, I want to be your wife until the day I die. And Nate says yes too. (laughs) And Dr. Pepper thinks they'll have a lifetime marriage. Oh, Nate had a cooler way of saying, he's saying you ain't going nowhere, baby, or something like that. I remember I was, (laughs) I laughed or whatever it was that he said, but "Mm, I want to be your wife till the day I die. I found Nate so annoying when I watched it the first time. And in watching this, I found him annoying again. Yes, he's a showboater. Um, Some things that were on there was like, it's interesting that the best and worst part has always been there. I don't think that would be something I would even remember. Like where they always ask him, what has been the best part of your journey so far? What is the worst partner? Uh, what are some of your challenges? And then also, did you notice that they kept rotating the experts? They never had all three of them with them, which I thought, why? <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, because the first time it was uh, Dr. Rachel and Pastor Callan, I was like, where's Dr. Pepper? Is she absent? And then she was there the next one. And I was like, wow. So they were just rotating um, back and forth. And it's also interesting that they thought Anthony and Ashley were surface. They said that more than once. Hmm. Oh, oh, okay. But not on here. But they said it during the season? No, they said it on here. And this uh, decision day. Because um, Pastor Cal said it when we were visiting one of the flashbacks. Like, it's interesting that, yeah, they like each other. But they need to go deeper. And they need to be surface. And then in this final um, decision, they said something about blah, blah, blah. Them being surface. Dr. Rachel. Hmm. So I was like, well, in your face. Together with two kids. <laughs> so, but remember, you can see the future and she can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, in your face. <laughs> so we uh, see everybody back at apartments and houses in bed. Sheila said Sheila's the best, according to Nate, and they love each other. Um Anthony references being excited about getting the family started. The experts are so excited and pleased with themselves that they got perfect score. Three S's on decision day. (laughs) I actually prefer meeting up at the bar instead of like watching them talk to each other again. (laughs) What? You don't like them meeting at Jake's house? (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I prefer them meeting at Jake's house than three sets of people being like, I'm so glad that we said yesterday. <laughs> I don't mind an awkward when they said no when you watch them packing. I can watch that, but this is like, well, whatever. So that was it for the decision day episode. And next up is the reunion. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. So in the reunion, one thing that was different right off the bat is that the experts actually traveled back to the city where they hosted, which makes the, all of the sense to me, I think. But now <laughs> they travel to, what is it, California? Yeah. Pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now, you know, we just have Kevin in the wall just speaking to them because of COVID, but everybody else is in the group and not Kevin. Um. The experts are acting like they have no idea. Do we buy the fact that they have no idea whether they're together or not? I do I do not for one second. I don't know. This is old school time. This might have actually been an actual surprise versus now. There's nothing in hell that will convince me that they don't know. But Dr. Pepper is saying that she hopes they're still together. I don't know if they actually mentioned it because I missed it if they did. But I had to do a Google search and the reunion was six months after. They kept on saying sometime, yes. sometime, and I was like, how much time? And I'm actually really glad you looked it up because I was like, has it been two months? Especially with the knowledge that two of these couples are not together. So I'm like, how long did they wait? Mm-hmm. It was six months after. So the format of how they did it was, first of all, Kevin is not around. There is no host. It is the experts who are, quote unquote, hosting this. So you can imagine it dragged. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the format is first the groom, then the bride, then them together. Then eventually at the end, we had everyone together. So Nate comes in first and they're asking him, why did you do this? Why Why did you do this journey? And I'm like, these are all the things you asked already. They ask a lot of questions recapping their journey. And then they ask them again, what the highest point is. And Nate says, being able to come home and see normal life, food, comfort. Again, I want to ask, what is this equation to food to being a good wife? I just... <laughs> I <don't... laughs> okay. I do want to mention that in a bonus footage where they showed Tyreek and Nate, um, they were just spoofing MTV Cribs around the house. And I don't know, he had water in the kitchen or something like that. And he makes a comment saying, this ain't no Flint water, which is where Tyree came from and where Nate is from, Detroit. And it just goes to show how long this ordeal has been for the people of Flint, Michigan. Yeah, because we're still talking about Flint's water. Yeah. yeah. Little Miss Flint, so, I think, is still in, is in high school or something. Yeah. You just guys, wanted somebody to needs to that. fix the water. Fix the water. <laughs> So they ask him the challenges and he's like the level of respect and fighting fair. And if you missed it during AIDS recap, this has been their issue from the get go. They just don't know how to fight fair. They both recognize that they need to fight fair, but I guess all bets are off out the door once they start fighting. So Sheila comes out and her summary is like, you know, they both have a lot of growing up to do. Then they both come together and they ask if you're still together. They're both together. And then they ask them how things have been going and they say like they've had growing pains 
And, you know, again, whenever they ask if they're married, they do this whole fake out setup. The music is just as dramatic. And then they're just like, oh, I'm still married. It's always like, eh. Especially now that we know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so they both say, I love you to each other. And then they say the best part of it, of their marriage is the gelling of their personalities. Um, Nate is, well, again, I said he's a showboater. He's very smooth with the words because he's like, you know, he always talks like he's a politician and is trying to, you know, get the crowd. Something he said was like something that was brought together by prayer needs to be maintained by prayer. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So um, Sheila does tell us that they have moved to her townhome. And Rachel asks if she has had chocolate. For context, and for those who don't know, Sheila did share during the season that she'd never had an orgasm through intercourse, and that, and in some talk that they had, she referred to it as chocolate, and she confirms that she still has never had chocolate. So they laugh about it, and they ask for their hopes for their marriage, and she says their hopes is to have a family that represents God, and that they are testimony to that, and then. Nate takes that all the way, saying, I want to be the couple that we can tell them we've been through this because how we are, because, again, he's a showboater. So, um, And then Sheila says the same thing, that she just wants to honor this, her commitment and her vow to God. And then they kiss again. Again, it's not a peck, even though there are other people in the room. It's like the whole devouring of mouths. Um. I figure I'll just do an update with each couple because like Aid mentioned, they are not together because not long after this, Sheila mentioned that Nate cheated on her. Did she mention that he cheated on her basically the whole time? Yes. Um, Nate denies it and says it's not true. He said, she said, it wasn't this level of social media. If not, I would have been posted up just getting on there. I also just joined Instagram two years ago, so I wouldn't have known. But um, update is currently Nate is engaged to somebody else and Sheila is still single, to my knowledge. So that's update on them. Um, We move on to Cody and Danielle. Because I haven't ragged on Cody enough, I'm just like Cody's voice is not made for long-term listening. I I just can't imagine listening to that voice. I mean, if you want to go to sleep, it's perfect. If it's, it's a bedtime, lull. you could you could totally roll with that. It's such a lull. So he said the best part is that he feels comfortable around her and that they laugh all the time. Danielle says her best moments is that they're being silly and being fun and their honeymoon was great. If they ask you the best part of your marriage and you're going way back to the beginning, okay, that's all we need to know. The honeymoon was great. They ask her if marriage is what she expected, and she says absolutely not, (laughs) that there's a lot of work and dedication needed. They ask her the biggest challenge, and she said getting out the friend zone has been the biggest challenge. Everything about this marriage sounds like a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then they ask if they have had sex, and honestly... I don't even think I remember this, so I was just so shocked. They still haven't had sex, but they're still married. <laughs> it was terrible. I was like, especially now that I know that it was six months, what were they doing? They have no business being married. You've been married now for eight months and you haven't had sex? I just... 
I just really want to understand what made her hang on. Like, what did she think was going to change? Like, at the very least, do what Haley did. Let's just get sex over and done with. Like, I might be pleasantly surprised that I would just want to stay married to you just for the dick. I don't know. Just something. But she says it still hasn't happened because she still doesn't feel in love yet. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Um... So all we see is that, you know, clearly she's not attracted to him or she doesn't like him. But Pastor Cal, positive Polly over there, is saying that they you have the chance to be sexually and emotionally fulfilled. You just need to work on it. I don't, I really want to like Pastor Cal, but he does say a lot of dumb shit. They should have said you guys have been married for eight months and you haven't had sex. Get divorced. Oh my gosh. So, so that was that. And then Anthony comes in and Anthony says the best times were the honeymoon. Well, I guess I can't get on Danielle that much and that they laugh a lot. Um, Since the camera has been off, they've learned so much about each other. And when you live together, things mount up. Ashley comes in looking so dramatic. She had this huge scarf <laughs> with like a black dress. <laughs> and then it was like, okay. Um, So they ask a... Her challenge, and she said her biggest challenge is that his laid-back nature bothers her. Honestly, I can relate to that. Um, I'm just, I'm not good with laid-backness. I'm like, I'm like Ashley in some situations. So they confirm the they're still married, their families get along, and then Rachel asks if they're pregnant. <laughs> I don't even know why she asked that question. And then Anthony does a fake out and is like, oh, we might have something to tell you. Um, Ashley says, no, that she's not pregnant, but in the future, but not yet. And then Dr. Pepper says, you know, Ashley, when I look at you, there's a brightness and there's a happiness. And would you say that you're in love? And I'm like, er, didn't they say I love you already? Like, am I missing something? Yeah, they said it in the, the decision day. Decision day. Yeah. So, so. Um, um... <laughs> I don't know, Dr. Pepper just had a moment right there. Um, just a fun fact. I don't know if it's a fun fact, but when I was looking for something, I did come across an article that reminded me someone was um, a- attacking Ashley for not being happy with her weight. That And they said, I hate when skinny people say that they're fat. And Ashley mentions that she lost a lot of weight before the show. And she did mention it on the show. She lost 50 pounds. Wow. Before coming in the show, so it's something that she's insecure about. So, so it's like a a la Rachel, kind of. But yeah, it reminded me of that when I saw that. Um, and then they're all together, and the way it works is they have viewer questions like Bravo, except these questions suck. Like nothing about them was. <laughs> inspiring but i do think that's something they need to bring back now because they need to film the reunion after social media has its say yes we're mean but you know out of that comes good questions and they can you know answer some of those things so i think that's something they should bring back um they all agree that the documentation of the show which i think is a general consensus um among all seasons that just you know being on camera is really hard and i can imagine eight i can imagine it's so hard just to get our like work schedules life schedules just to record i can't imagine working filming having to have these forced conversations interviews asking me the same damn questions every you can't have a bad day that's a lot of pressure 
Yeah. I think it's funny that the term they used for it throughout mm-hmm. the show was documentation. Whereas mm-hmm. now I think they just call it filming because that's what it is. But, mm-hmm. you know, they have experiment and they have documentation. <laughs> yeah. Um, they say, like, you know, having that lack of control was really hard. Um, Rachel asked Danielle and Cody if they are growing in love. And they say yes. And guys, I'm so sorry. I was supposed to give you an update on each couple, but I just ran right by it. For Danielle and Cody, um, they're both still single. I couldn't find Cody. I'm sure he's online, but I couldn't find anything. But I'm seeing that he's married. Danielle is still single. Her dad recently passed away. We've mentioned in one of our social media recaps. And she moved from Chicago to Tennessee, actually. Recently. I once went to Cody's um, Instagram. And he was a Trumper, so yeah. That's the only update I have. That is what happened. I think we were followed. <laughs> yeah, I think we were followed after that. <laughs> um, and then for Anthony and Ashley, honestly, if you watch Couples Cam or you listen to us, I mean, they don't need updates. You know, they're doing fine. Um, anyways, so they ask, at what point did you notice that you weren't strangers? And, you know, Anthony said, when I first farted in front of her. So I thought that was funny. Um, they also asked Danielle what the best thing has been with Cody, and she said with the dogs. So, <laughs> you know, Cody, Cody and Danielle, they filed for divorce afterwards, and I'm like, just like, what, what took so long? Because this was, this was so painful. But, um, towards the end, before they congratulate everyone, because at this point, they're all still three for three. It's like, I've described this reunion as all of us in 2019 not knowing what 2020 was going to bring us. So they didn't know that after this reunion, like, <laughs> shit was going to hit the fan. But they asked Danielle and Cody about Charlie and Angie. And for those who don't know, Charlie and Angie are Cody's brother was dating Danielle's friend. So part of the running thing while they kept, you know, compl- Cody kept complaining that he wasn't having sex was just like they were progressing faster <laughs> than they were. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned this because at one point he says that they are going very slow. And I was like, compared to who? You don't know any of the other couples. But I guess he probably meant compared to my friend who met your friend at the wedding. Yeah. I think they eventually broke up. I'm not sure. I think so. But yeah, at the time it was just like, well, I mean, they're progressing. They were. That was like poor Cody. Like it's just a reminder everywhere. But yeah, they met at the wedding, and actually, I think we need to have more of those, and then make a spinoff of that. That I will watch. Who's hooking up? You know, I think there's a stat that came out saying like a lot of people find like hookups, one night stand at weddings. So that would be interesting. But yeah, um, that was all the the reunion, and like we said earlier, it was just a it was an interesting watch going back in time and doing the comparisons. I think part of, you said interesting, and it was interesting, but part of it was boring. Um, And I think part of the boredom is what I said before, which is that this is probably the best people to ever get married at first sight. I mean, they were truly committed. They were committed from the beginning. They were committed on decision day. They all lasted for six months after decision day. Although now after what you told me, I'm like, did Cody and Danielle basically be like, you know what, we'll break up after the reunion. (laughs) They just agree. Um, but they're, they were pretty normal, well-adjusted people who really tried. I mean, they basically gave the experiment eight months. 
But here's my question. Is this, you know, how I always say, don't, I don't want the couples to meet each other because then they compare. Would this still be our thought process if we didn't have what we now know as maps to compare it to? I think that's part of the problem. At least for me, all of what I was doing was comparing it to now. Like, if I didn't know any better, I'll just be like, this is what maps is, and I'm used to it. So, could it be that? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there was just, the show in some ways was so boring because these people had no drama. Nothing. Nate. I mean, Nate <laughs> and Sheila being kind of the exception. But even then, you know, we, we've seen a lot over these past few years. Yeah. Imagine if we watched, let's say, the last few seasons first. And then we watch this. Do you think we'd be complaining that, okay, the one we watch now is like two hours or three hours premiere, but this is just an hour. Wouldn't you be like, see, it's just an hour. We could do that. You know, who knows? Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> no, I, I cannot imagine complaining that a show is too, too short. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance is two hours too. And that's why, that's why it takes me till Wednesday to watch it. I'm like, when do I have two hours to sit down and watch 90 Day Fiance? And then 90 Day Fiance has become air TV. You can just play in the background. Like, I can tell. The only thing is now they're getting a lot more um, foreign people who need um, captions or translations at the bottom. So then I don't know what's being said. So then I have to pay attention to read. A couple of people the- were like, did you watch Love is Brian Brazil? And then I turned it on and I was like, I'm too lazy to watch this. You have to watch the TV the whole time and read all the words. Yeah, that is right. I heard that was good and I really wanted to. And this is coming from the person who watched The Circle. And I watched The Circle US. I watched The Circle Brazil. And I watched The Circle France. Wow. (laughs) Listen, guys, when I say this is an addiction, I'm not joking. (laughs) Speaking of, Married at First Sight Australia is coming back next week. Woo woo. I'm glad someone's happy to see them. there's another cheating scandal i can't (laughs) (laughs) there's always a cheating scandal i can't honestly i think i'm okay with that happening in the u.s like a good cheating scandal opposed to like what's like (laughs) not gonna like yeah you're gonna take that risk and have them meet each other i'm gonna need something to happen but i want it to happen just once i don't want it again and i'm just curious to see how they're gonna handle it because it's just the U.S. culture is, like, so different that I'm curious to see how it plays out here. Because the thing with the Brits and the Australians, they're all like, oh, it's so mean. And then the next day, they're like, you know, I want you to be happy. Fuck that. In the U.S., no, I don't want you to be happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious to see how it will be handled. And I'm curious to see how these experts, I think that is what is going to drive Dr. Pepper out. <laughs> <laughs> Would they have cheating scandals that are encouraged by production? Yes. <laughs> You're like, no, man, this is not what I signed up for. Goodbye. Bye. So, yeah. But anyways, this was fun, Aid. It was fun. I don't want to make any promises to the people, but we might do it again. If you have a yeah. preference as to which season we should do it for, let us know. Yes, let us know. All right, Aid. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.